Hey, 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 what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Back At You with Brandon. I'm your host, Brandon Lord, and today has been stressful. I'm, like, so annoyed. Not really, but kind of. Look, okay, so I was expecting... Let's talk about me for a little bit. I was expecting a Zara package. Actually, tomorrow. Wasn't even expecting it to come today, just because... The thing said estimated delivery date would be tomorrow, Thursday. This is Wednesday. So I'm like, oh, it's not even going to come today. But I did get a notification saying it was on its way, which I didn't know if that really meant like out for delivery or if it's in like transit, because I always get the notification that it's in transit and then when it's actually out for delivery. So it was kind of unclear. But then I look at the app to kind of see, like, just to get a status, and it says delivered. And I'm like, hmm, that's funny. It says delivered, but I was literally just at my front door because I also went and got a haircut today. So I left for a little bit, and at no point in me leaving or me coming back did I see a package. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. Let me wait a little bit because maybe it just says delivered on the app, but I don't see an email confirming that it was delivered so I was like it's probably going to be delivered today and the app is just like wrong because like that happens too so I'm like whatever let me wait but then I started thinking about it more and I was like I don't know something just doesn't feel right so I went to check my email when it said it was on its way and usually when I hit the track button it just leads me to the app but I clicked some other button instead and it actually led me to like the shipping, like, link that actually gave, like, a step-by-step, like, where it was, what time it was delivered, all that. And that also said delivered. And it actually said delivered at my front door at 11.58. It was 2 o'clock. It's 2.48 now. And I can guarantee it, it was not delivered. Or if it was, it was stolen. So I thought it was stolen. Thankfully, we have a ring camera. So me and my mom checked just to see, but there was, like, no activity. So, like, there was no package ever delivered to my front door, and no one was able to steal it, unless they left it not at the front door, and then someone stole it. I don't know, but regardless, I didn't get the package, and I was very upset, because I'm looking forward to this, because in this package is this nice jacket I got. Why I'm still buying jackets when I live in Florida, I don't know. I don't have that answer. I don't know who has that answer, but not me. Um, I also got, like, a little, like, fanny pack, not really fanny pack, but, like, little carrier bag or whatever, and then, like, this briefcase that I want to use for my new job, which I will get into shortly. I was excited for it, but, so I call, um, Zara to, like, let them know, like, hey, like, is it, was it actually delivered, or, like, is that just, like, an error, and it's still, like, either out for delivery or will be delivered tomorrow, And the lady told me, she looked into it, gave her the order number, you know, the whole thing. And she was just like, it says delivered. It looks as though your package was lost. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, cool. What can we do? It's like not that big of a deal, but I was just like annoyed. I don't know. Anyways, I'm like, what can we do? And she's like, I can either give you a refund or we can just replace it because everything's in stock. So I could give you a replacement order. And I mean... The smart part of me should have probably just took the refund, because if I'm being real for myself, with myself, um, this probably was a blessing for me to, like, get money back that I shouldn't have spent for no reason. 
but um i really wanted that fucking jacket so i was like i think a replacement order will be best so she does the replacement order and i got an email notification about the replacement order so i should be getting that hopefully soon within a week i hope i don't know so yeah that's been my dilemma that stressed me out today um not even really that big of a deal it was resolved very quickly and like was fine but still you know I'm just being annoying about it because that's what I do. With that being said, I mentioned this just a second or a few minutes ago, but I got a new job. I quit my job and now I have a new one and I'm so excited. I start on Monday, Valentine's Day, and it's just, I'm really beyond excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. So if you don't know, I'm an accountant and I got a new job in accounting. I didn't venture off. I had considered kind of venturing off, but I was like, let me stick with accounting because it's what I know. And if I want to pivot at some point, I will, but I really needed a new job. The company I'm at, I did a YouTube video about this, talking more about it. If y'all want to like and subscribe and go to my YouTube channel, B Lord AF, B L O R D A F. And so, yeah, but I'll talk about it a little bit here. So the job I'm at now, which I only have, it's my last week, I have, including today, three more days, but basically just two more days, thank God. Um, I've been at this job since I graduated college, so like for four years now. It turned four years last September. And it was an in-office job, but with COVID starting, we've been working from home ever since. And honestly, I had been wanting to leave my job for a while But I just wasn't as happy and I just didn't like what I was doing. But I did like my coworkers and I felt a sense of loyalty to like the company too. I don't know. I've never before this quit a job in my life. So I kind of just stuck with it. But recently, just last year, our company got acquired and I was kind of open to seeing what would come of it because I figured like, I would be able to keep my job because I feel like accountants just always keep their jobs and there's always a job out there. So I was like, oh, maybe this will lead to new opportunity and new things to do and it'll bring life back to this job. Um, It didn't. I don't want to give like too much details or like get too into it, but I'll just say it just became clear that the job wasn't going to be the right fit. So I started looking, went on a bunch of interviews. Interviews are the fucking worst. I hate interviews. I hate getting ready for them. I hate getting ready for Zoom interviews, even though it's just the waist up. Don't like it. Don't like it. Hate it. Um, so I did so many interviews and like I was just so over it, but I was also feeling kind of bad because my boss, she, I, I felt bad kind of leaving her because she had always seemed so optimistic about like good things coming from like this company acquiring us and she seemed like she thought it was going to end well but so I felt bad like looking and then if the time came I found a job kind of relaying that message and like I don't know leaving but then my boss calls me and my other co-worker Katie shout out to you Katie she calls us and lets us know that she got an offer letter from a new company and is leaving and I became instantly excited my unwarranted guilty conscience just cleared and I was like great now I can really like if I find a job I won't feel bad and then 
I don't know, it was like a blessing. Literally a week later, I had this interview with this company and like I really liked the people I interviewed with. I liked the company and they extended an offer literally like a couple hours after our interview. And it pays so much more than my current job. It seems like such a great opportunity. And like, I'm so excited. So I was able to quit my job and I'm leaving and I'm done. And I'm just so happy. The only bad side, it is an office, which I kind of like because I'm I'm sick of being at home. However, it is a bit far And now I'm going to have to get up earlier and then, like, commute and probably get in traffic. So that sucks. But maybe this will make me a morning person. I'm trying to look on the positive side with it. But we'll see. But no, I'm really excited. This is such a good change. And I'm just ready for a change. Because, again, I had been feeling kind of stuck at this job for a while. And then working from home didn't really help for, like, we were working from home for two years pretty much at this point. So it's good that I'm going to be getting out of the house. It's good that I'm going to be like with new people and just like doing something new. And maybe it'll make me love accounting again. Not that I ever really loved it. Um, I liked it. It pays the bills. Anyways, and I went to school for it. And I'm in a lot of student loan debt. And that's not fun. So, uh But I haven't really had to pay any student loans recently because of the pandemic. And, you know, Biden, I know you extended it to May, I think, or something like that. But you should cancel them like you promised. Anyways, with that being said, let's move on. So as far as pop culture goes, the main thing that's really been happening is Kim versus Kanye. And I gotta be honest, again, I'm just like, look, I'm over it. Am I checking online to see if there's anything new and, like, what Kanye's posting next? Yes. But am I wanting to talk about it for an extensive period of time on this podcast? Not really. I'll just say this. Julia Fox just did an interview with Call Her Daddy. I'm not listening to it. I just don't care. Um, But the whole Kim and Kanye thing, I'll say, like, I... I'll say this, um, Azalea Banks spoke out about it, and she said a lot of, a lot of intense things, and, um, I think the overall message of her saying that who, the only person, Kanye, is kind of, like, embarrassing and, like, is just doing wrong by is North. Because this whole thing about North shouldn't have a TikTok and da-da-da-da-da, and I'm like, okay, but... I've seen North's TikToks on my For You page. Sometimes they'll, like, pop up. And I always notice the comments are, like, turned off. So I'm just, like, to me it just seemed like something that, like, North would make videos just because she likes to and she's, like, creative or, like, expressing her creativity. And Kim kind of said that in her message, which I liked. And just, like, I monitor it. I do all this. And, like, it's just how she wants to creatively express herself. So... That's all I really got from it, too. I don't know if maybe at one point they opened the comments, but I feel like every time I saw it, the comments were closed or there were no comments. So, I don't know. I think it's just kind of sad and it's just, like, entertaining, obviously. But I do feel bad for, like, the kids and all that. So, I'm like, y'all just need to take this. Like, it's uh, it's enough, okay? It's a little awkward. One thing that I kind of want to talk about that just I saw yesterday was 
Heather McDonald, like the comedian, she posted on her podcast and like has been posting on social media this video of her like fainting while doing stand-up. And it's fucking intense. I feel so bad. But like, I mean, I'm glad she's okay, which is I'm sure why she's able to like laugh at it and play it on her podcast and we can kind of laugh with her. But it was just kind of funny in a sense because in the bit she's like talking about like gloating about how she's vaccinated and god loves her and she's just like um doing so well and like she's escaping covid or whatever and then immediately after she just faints and it was just like kind of like how wendy williams fainted like the stare off and the stumble and then the fall so i think the audience kind of thought it was part of the bit Because the timing was just too intense. It was like, God loves me, fall. And it was just like, there's no way, that's real. But it was. And um, the guy she was with in the podcast, Justin Martindale, he made a funny joke when they played it. Where it was just like, when it hit the boom, like when she, the thud of her hitting the ground. And then he goes, somebody wants, because that's the TikTok trend that's going around. That's kind of stupid, but kind of funny. Um, but yeah, that's intense. I could not imagine having to go through that, but yeah, I like Heather McDonald. I'm glad she's okay. You know, I remember her, I used to watch Chelsea Lately back in the day, and she was always on, like, the round table, and I always thought she was funny. I listened to her podcast from time to time. I remember I actually discovered it when I was at this part-time internship, um, when I was in college, and I came across it, and she would do this a segment called Serial Sister and she would kind of slowly like each episode talk a little bit about her estranged relationship with her sister and it was pretty interesting and it got me kind of hooked to it but then I kind of fell off but I kind of listen every now and then she talks a lot of Bravo so I like to listen to that stuff but um yeah glad she's okay let's move on to some reality tv So for reality TV, I'm going to be talking about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Summer House, and Real Housewives of New Jersey. You know, the huge. Let's start with Salt Lake City, because I just want to get that out of the way. This episode was so exhausting. It was good, but it was just, like, exhausting. Like, I'm just over these ladies. Like honestly want them to come back obviously and they're filming the new season but like i i need a break this season has been so long it's felt like a full year of a season and these women just the this episode was so like i was like mary in the hallway women like no i'm just kidding (laughs) but um that moment was fucking funny um but it's just, it's it's a lot. And I don't agree with anything really a lot of them are arguing about. And I just feel like it's just so stupid. But anyways, I'll just... So, Lisa Barlow's having a meltdown. Lisa Barlow made me laugh, though, this episode. When she just kept going on and on. And she was just like, I'm richer than all of you. I don't have to be there. Like, no, that got turned on me. Fuck all of you. Is everyone here fucking stupid? You all made the wrong choice not having my back. And I'm like, damn, she's just going off. People were, everyone's trying to console her. Everyone except for, like, Meredith and Mary. But it's just like, I don't even, like, I was just fought, like, ugh. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, that's how my brain felt after watching this episode. But, you know, she's having her freak out. Whitney goes to talk to Meredith and Mary. Mostly Meredith, but Mary's there. 
And um, just to apologize for the questioning the memorial, she's like, I just want to say I'm sorry if I offended you because... And then Meredith is like cutting her off and is just like, why would you even question my father's memorial? Guess what? What if I said that I don't believe you haven't spoken to your father? How would that make you feel? And then Whitney's just like, wow, that's a low blow. At least you know where your dad is. And I'm like, no, it's actually the perfect analogy. Analogy. Why did I say analogy? But she's just showing you like, girl, like you're asking me this very sensitive question and kind of implying that I lied about going to my father's memorial. And what if I asked you this? Like, I'm sorry, Whitney's so fucking annoying. I can't stand her. She was so annoying this episode. She was the worst. And so she, like, says some comment to Meredith about, like, maybe I should get a private eye to see if you went to the the memorial. And then when she goes back to the other ladies, she's, like, freaking out because she can't believe she said it. It was so lame. She was, like, hyping herself up. I'm like, it wasn't even that good of a line. Because at the end of the day, you're talking about her father's memorial. So you just look like an asshole. And my thing's this, too. Because she later tries to blame it all on Lisa. Like, Lisa started all of this because she opened the door for the conspiracy of the dates. And it's just like... I, that's not true. I think maybe there was a misunderstanding. And when Lisa was on the phone with Meredith, when they were on their way to Vail, she probably just thought she was at the memorial. Or maybe Meredith accidentally said the wrong day. Like, she said Tuesday instead of Monday. I don't know. But all she said, it wasn't even to start anything. She was just like, oh yeah, I think she's at her father's memorial. I feel bad that I called her. And who pushed it to be a big deal was Heather and Whitney. Because... It was Tuesday, and I guess Meredith had told Heather that the memorial was Monday, and so they were pushing the issue, and they kept trying to make it into a thing, and, like, asking Lisa about it and bringing everyone else into it, so it's fucking bad weather. Whitney and Heather, bad weather, spin the truth, destroy. Lisa was on to something, okay? And she was right, because it was all them, but now they're trying to blame Lisa, and it's like, look, they're acting, though, as if the two conflicting dates were, like, months apart like I could see if maybe like Lisa was like well I thought her memorial was a month or two ago that's when she told me and like then they were like wait Meredith said it was this Monday like if it was something like such a big time difference but the fact that it's whether or not it was Monday or Tuesday like that's such like an innocuous difference like that's not like it easily is like either a misunderstanding or like regardless of if she's at the memorial or not she's still like with family so i don't know why they're pressing it mvp of this episode even though she said something that was very um it was <laughs> not good um mary made me laugh multiple times okay the first thing she said was really fucked up it cuts to her she's like looking out the window just like judging everybody and like saying shit under her breath and when it started, I was like, mood, just talking shit. But then it just got kind of just terrible. Because at first she's like, Heather, just a judgy common Mormon. Just like a typical Mormon. So judgy. She doesn't even know that she looks inbred. Uh, <laughs> when she said that, I choked. I was like, Mary, no, you did not just say that. That was too much. That was too much. I will say, though, 
And thank you to Taria from What Else Is Going On Podcast. Follow her on Instagram. Love her podcast. Um, she pointed out that Lisa did make an inbred comment about Heather and Whitney earlier in the season. So, and I remember I laughed at that one too. Oof. Even though I feel like this one, I don't know, she was talking about looks in this case. Like saying that Heather looks inbred. Which, I don't know, was almost worse to me. But I will say, you know, it, it, the the word inbred has been used um, to describe Heather and Whitney in the past and now the present. So, um, yeah, take with that what you will. Um, but another thing that she did was just funny. She did two other things that really made me cackle. The other was, which I think I mentioned a little earlier, after Meredith shuts Whitney down and Whitney, like, storms off... Mary is just like against a wall and she gives Whitney like this up and down look and then she has like this smirk and she kind of looks at the camera and she's just like women (laughs) Mary is comedy Mary's doing improv Mary I just I look Mary said some problematic things before and she did apologize to Jenny mind you but I'm gonna like she just brings like this comedy and she also just like She's able to just shut the bullshit down. Because, like, later on, after Meredith gets in more of an argument with, like, Whitney and Lisa, and there's so much yelling going on, Meredith, like, came back but went to the bathroom. And Whitney just has this weird, like, it was honestly kind of, like, mean girl, like, bully moment where she's just, like, yelling and running down, just like, Where is Mary to have Meredith's back? Where is Mary to have Meredith's back? And she, like, approaches like Mary and Mary's just like don't come in here bothering me and <laughs> Whitney's just like you need to have Meredith's back we she just got into an argument you need to have her back and Meredith's just like she's in the bathroom she's fine you can leave now bye and Whitney's like no hi I'm Whitney Whitney was so annoyed I hate her I'm sorry unpopular or potentially unpopular opinion Whitney and Heather are maybe the most annoying duo ever on housewives i said what i said um but yeah mary just shut her down and was just like i don't care about you and your cousin i don't care about anything you're doing right now you're drunk i don't want to argue with you you can leave bye-bye and i'm just like yes that's what you got to do with whitney because whitney does whitney was kind of acting like a little girl when she did that so she was kind of treated like one whitney was just on one and she was so annoying Um, that's pretty much all I really want to talk about with Salt Lake City. It was just like a headache and a half and I just can't anymore. But next week or the week after, because next week's the Super Bowl, the week after is finally the season finale and then it's going to be the reunion, which will probably be three parts, but I like a reunion, so I'm here for it. Um, let's move on to Summer House. So Summer House has been really good this season. I've been loving it. When it comes to the Paige, Craig, and Andrea of it all, I'm a bit like, I don't know, I'm torn. It's interesting just because, like, for storyline purposes and just, like, it's something new. It's not just Amanda and Kyle being toxic to one another. It's now a toxic, um, love triangle. Uh, So, I'm, like, torn, too, because I think maybe we got in our head, like, I like Paige, and I follow her on social media, and I was looking forward to kind of seeing how her and Craig started out, and, like, I think we all kind of got this idea that, oh, it's gonna be, like, this 
fairy tale start to a relationship. But in reality, it's extremely messy and low-key kind of toxic. So that's not necessarily great, but, um, you know, still looking forward. Maybe Craig will redeem himself throughout the season, but I don't know, because he's not off to a great start. You know, the last episode with him yelling and all of that, and now... You know, Paige is upset still that he had hooked up with Kristen and is sleeping with other people. Is it a bit hypocritical considering she's hooking up with other people as well? Yes. But she did make a point to say, I don't have a right to be mad, but I am sad. So I'm like, okay, that's at least some self-awareness with it. And it's kind of just like... I I think she just expected, like, maybe her and Craig to start to become official when he visited or something like that. And then to find out he's sleeping with other people and one of those people was potentially Kristen Cavallari, allegedly. Um, It probably put a damper on things. So now she's, like, fully back to flirting with Andrea. And at the end of this episode, they were, like, making out. So, I don't know. We'll have to see what's going to come with that. It's a bit of a mess, but, you know, I'm here for it. It's entertaining. Um, Kyle and Amanda. You know, I thought we were going to have a break from their toxicity. But then, you know, this episode is Amanda's 30th birthday. And it's like, oh, this is going to be great. Um, You know, it seemed fun. They had like a 90s theme. Everyone looked great. But then Kyle reveals he didn't even give her a fucking birthday gift. And it's just like, what the fuck? You didn't get her anything? Your fiancé? You know, he said in past episodes how he does so much and Amanda doesn't appreciate the work he puts in. But you don't even get her, like, a birthday gift? Like, anything? And then the girls are trying to help him out and get him to book, like, a trip somewhere and, like, go to the Bahamas. But then after they book it, he's like, wait, I don't have my passport. It expired during COVID. And the girls are just like, what the fuck, dude? That's the thing. These girls need higher standards. They're all great. But then they try to, like, get with people like Kyle. And then, like, Austin Kroll and Craig, who, like, suck. I'm like, y'all, come on, do better. And that was another thing that happened this episode. Sierra had asked Lindsay what was going on between her and Austin because Craig had yelled that they've been dating for four years and Lindsay was just like I'm trying to fuck the bartender like everything you need to know about me in Austin you know but I'm just like Sierra why are you tripping over Austin Kroll I feel like I say that every episode I like I want to root for Sierra and I like Sierra but I can't get behind the Austin of it all and I just am not looking forward or I'm kind of looking forward to him coming just for drama purposes and like storyline or whatever but for Sierra I'm not looking forward to um him coming in and just fucking shit up um Danielle was a mood this episode when she got really drunk and then was just like sitting at the pool (laughs) in the chair I love Maya I just think she's so like bubbly and cute and I like that she bakes and she's beautiful and like I just really like her. Like, even when the season first started and, like, she seemed like, oh, maybe she'll be a little boring. I still kind of liked her. I was, like, fine with it. I feel like I always say this in shows. You don't need to have, like, everyone be crazy. There needs to be, like, 
a boring person or two. So I was totally fine with her potentially being boring. But I just don't think she is. I think she's so interesting. I think she's very level-headed. I felt kind of bad in the end of the episode when Lindsay kind of rudely told her, No, you can't come. I can only bring one person. But, you know, Lindsay, I saw somewhere on Instagram that Lindsay explained in a comment, like, No, I love Maya. It was a misunderstanding. I really could only bring one person because it was like a table where you had to like buy a seat or it was some event. So it made sense. But she could have probably communicated it better. But she was also like, drunk and trying to get laid so is what it is but I just really like Maya and I bought her cookies haven't received them yet but I bought a six pack I bought like two brown butter snickerdoodles because they just sounded good I love anything brown butter it always just makes things sound better and then um what did I get um a chocolate chip a double chocolate an oatmeal chocolate chip and a peanut butter and I'm super excited I'm sure they're gonna taste great and I just really like Maya Alex is kind of like, I don't want to say he's growing on me, but he's not annoying me as much, but he's still kind of like a non-event. Like, he's boring, but not even really in the like, oh, but I like him way. Just kind of like, oh, he's just boring. I don't know. But yeah, that was pretty much it, I think, for Summer House for the most part. I felt bad for Amanda, though, towards the end when she started crying because everyone had kind of dispersed after her birthday celebration and she just felt alone and she was like everything just seems forced and like I don't know like uh." I kind of felt bad because I've been there you know we've all been there when you get in your head and you feel like maybe people didn't want to be somewhere or like you're not as liked and you just like start to like make yourself spiral but like really everyone was just dispersed because Lindsay was trying to get laid and everyone was trying to get Kyle to not look like a total jackwad and help him get a gift for Amanda but it didn't even end up working out but is what it is what's gonna happen next week um more Amanda and Kyle being toxic um Paige and Andrea seem to be flirting and like doing whatever but then there's the point where Maya starts to cry and like she wants to sit the house down and like talk about things and I hope she's okay and then Sierra starts crying and I'm like I'm wondering what it's gonna be and like what it's gonna be about and I hope the house is very receptive to it I think they are it seems like everyone's like still friends with Maya and really likes Maya so I think it will go well but I hope she's okay. I didn't like seeing Maya cry. I was like, what's wrong with Maya? Um, Let's move on to The Real Housewives of New Jersey. So Jersey is really off to a bang this season. It's really good. The first episode was really good. This episode was great. Um, Let's talk about the main things. So Gia versus Uncle Joe. I'm a bit torn because when I first saw it, I was like, okay, Gia's kind of overstepping and like, being a little disrespectful and kind of like inserting herself into this drama. But then I was kind of looking online and people were mentioning, you know, Gia was always in the middle and they showed a clip of in the season three premiere, Joe and Melissa's first season, when Joe caused that fight at the christening, Gia was like trying to pull Teresa away and Joe was still like yelling and like banging on the table. So Gia's kind of always been in it and has really been affected by this whole family drama. She even wrote that infamous song, Waking Up 
in the morning thinking about so many things like that was about that so she's kind of always been in it so you know she's 21 now and she's speaking her mind so I kind of reflected and I'm just like no like she should be able to say what she thinks and although I agree with what Joe says about Joe Judice like Joe Judice sucks I do understand and when it clicked for me was when Gia was like that was five years ago and he's not even in the country anymore. Like, can we just stop talking about this? So I kind of, I, I agreed with her in that moment. I'm like, you know, Joe Judice was punished. He's literally not even in this country anymore. These girls are without their father. And it's just like, look, you said what you said, but going forward, can we just try not to? And they end up coming to a resolution, which is nice and I'm glad that happened. Um, the Marge and Jennifer of it all. So I'm like torn a little bit because I've seen online, mostly people are on Jennifer's side. And for the most part, I might be, but I'm also like, I don't know, I'm torn. Because like I said last time, you know, Jennifer's evil, but I did feel bad when Marge kind of dropped the bomb because Bill having an affair was 10 years ago. And, you know, her family didn't know about it. No one really knew. So I could see, like, it was fucked up of Marge to bring it up on TV. But that being said, she wouldn't have been able to bring it up on TV if Bill wasn't the one who cheated while Jennifer was pregnant. So it's kind of like, I don't know. And then I see a lot of people online being like, because Marge's whole point of bringing it up is, you said terrible things about me having an affair with my now husband. Meanwhile, your husband had an affair. And people are like, well, it doesn't make sense because Jennifer didn't have the affair and it was Bill. So of course Jennifer would hate someone like Marge who cheated on her husband. But my thing is, yeah, okay, it's not exactly the same because it wasn't Jennifer who cheated. But still, if you knew that your husband cheated on you, you would think Jennifer wouldn't have had such a strong opinion of Marge and her past infidelity. Like, she really went in. And Marge went in on her about things, too. But specifically, in regards to cheating, Jennifer said awful things about Marge and her mother. So I kind of see Marge's logic. That might be unpopular, but I do. But I still also kind of feel bad for Jennifer. So I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm exactly on one or the other side. I kind of see both. And I do appreciate Jackie, actually, who I like. She's boring too. But again, like I said, not everyone can be crazy on these shows. You need a boring person. I like Jackie. And I like that she's kind of able to separate and be like, I understand why Marge revealed it. And I, like, get it. But also, I feel bad for you, Jennifer, and I will be there for you. And she's actually granting Jennifer a lot of grace, considering it's revealed. And Jennifer admits that Jennifer had asked questions and was kind of looking into whether or not Evan cheated on Jackie last season when Teresa spread that rumor. But however... You know, a bomb she kind of dropped that I'm not sure if a lot of people picked up on. She said that... Her husband, Bill, had went out to dinner with Frank Sr., and Frank said he knew who the girl was that Evan allegedly cheated with. So that's why when she was, like, on the phone about something with Frank Sr., she asked about who the girl was. 
But I think I saw on Instagram, Frank denied ever saying that. But I don't see Bill kind of, like, making that up. And then also, like, last season, when Marge's Joe, like, revealed that he had heard the rumor before, but then tried to kind of backpedal and be like, no, I heard it when Marge and a few other people were talking about it in my house after the Evans birthday party. But he didn't say it like that. He said it in a way of like, I've heard it around town or something. He didn't say it like that. So I don't know. It seems to be a lot of like these house husbands kind of perpetuating it. And maybe Jennifer was going based off that. But regardless, I still don't think that's fair to Jackie. And I think it's nice of Jackie to grant Jennifer that grace and really be there for her. Dolores, however, has turned on Jennifer as far as she is not having her back. And she's like, no, I don't agree with Jennifer looking into Jackie's situation. And I don't think, you know, Jennifer should be sad and cry about Marge revealing her situation. When Jennifer is like bawling at Dolores' housewarming, Dolores has like no sympathy. And is just like, why are you crying? Like, you shouldn't be crying right now. And I'm like, damn, this is a big shift. Because even next week, the whole, like, fight between Dolores and Jackie that we saw in the trailer, I don't think anyone was expecting that it was because Jackie was defending Jennifer to Dolores. That's a wild turn that I didn't see coming. Um, Teresa. So, Teresa is trying to make this big point that Marge is a hypocrite because Marge got mad at Teresa last season for spreading the Evan rumor at a party. And she's like, why would you be mad at me? But at my party, you revealed that about Jennifer. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Everyone's just like, she's, um, look, Teresa logic. I think Dolores even says, you know, this is logic only Teresa gets, but it is what it is. Because the thing is, Teresa, here's two big differences. One, yours was just a rumor. This was a fact. A harsh fact, but a fact that Marge brought up. Secondly, it wasn't the fact that you brought up the rumor at a party. It was that you brought up a rumor about Evan cheating on Jackie at Evan's birthday party. It was his party. Your party was just like a regular pool party. And like the thing that Marge revealed wasn't about you at all. It was about Jennifer. And it was a fact. So like... It doesn't, like, she's trying to make it seem like she wasn't as bad or, like, trying to bring Marge to her level. And yes, what Marge did was fucked up, but so was what Teresa did. Like, it doesn't cancel Teresa out, is what I'm saying. And I think Teresa kind of thinks it does, but it doesn't. Um, Next week looks wild. Melania's gonna confront Joe about talking about her dad. And then Jackie, like I said before, is, like, bringing up to Jennifer that Dolores isn't being a good friend. And Dolores is gonna, like, get in her face and, like, try to fight. I don't know. Looks crazy. Can't wait. With that being said, that's it for today's episode of Back At You with Brandon. Thank you all so much again for listening. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at Back At You with Brandon. TikTok at Back At You with Brandon. Twitter at Back At You Pod, and make sure to rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you stream and listen to podcasts. Talk to you all next time. Bye!